Well, 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 it's good to be back. A solid year and a half of the Bears beat being off air. And now we finally brought it back. But this time with a new co-host. If you listened a year and a half ago, you remember this was hosted by myself, Joshua Toot, our KUR sports coordinator, and I brought in a high school alumni of my old alma mater, Scoogle Haven, the one, the only Mr. James Munster, and he How's said he, he said he wanted to bring it back, and I said, let's do it. I never said, I would never say no to that, because I had a love for this show, and Jack and I did a great job, but we both got really busy, and, but it's good to be back. I, I, I like being back, and you'll hear Jack Heim on the next two hours with uh, heavy, heavy hitters, but. James, great. what a weekend of athletics, man! It's it, it was a busy week, uh, a a big road trip, uh, a little get together down in Shepherdstown, and Kutztown handled business. I I I like that game a lot. I I like both those games a lot. But James, this is your first time on air, correct? This is my first time on air. It is is amazing feeling. It, a little nervous. A little bit, but you know that it comes with you being in your first time. Yeah, I'm, I'm. I'll be honest with you. I'm a little nervous too. I think I'm more cold than nervous, though. It's 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 a little chilly in here, but I think with the chilliness comes the fact that football is finally in full effect. But James, I think the the right way we should start to show off is by talking about our favorite sport to cover, football, and what what a week what a weekend. I mean, let's, what a weekend. W- let, let's let's talk about the fact that. Kutztown started off the year 0-2. Let's let's start there. Y- you lose to an incredibly tough program, Assumption, one of the biggest teams in the NE10 conference. Correct me if I'm wrong, James. Did, I, I believe they did win the NE10 conference, correct? I'm honestly not sure. I know Assumption is a di- in a different league, but they are currently ranked 23 in the nation. So they are very tough opponents. Oh, they are. They are incredibly tough. They are incredibly tough. But you, you started the year own one with with them. Uh, final score of thirty-one to twenty. And did you watch that game? If you don't mind me asking, James. I did not. I mean, it was all the way up in Massachusetts, and um, you know that's a, that's a far drive for Cutstown. That's that that's a tough drive. That's about six hours on the bus. Yeah. I, I'm almost wondering if they did go up the night before stay over. But still, nonetheless, a six-hour drive, that takes a toll on the body. Let's be honest with ourselves Definitely here. Definitely does. But w- one of the things that I, I saw most importantly in that game was they they looked they could just never get in control. Every time they tried to get something going, Assumption would always put a stop to it. So that was that was tough for them. So you start out the year 0-1. Okay, no big deal. You have Cal U next week. That's an that's another tough opponent. Th- those are one of those te- Cal U is one of those teams that I always say they're an underdog in the PSAC West. They are just they're they're a tough opponent I- every year when it comes whether it be Slippery Rock, uh, Edinburgh. They they always put up a good fight. I'll say that Slippery Rock we know is one of those big big powerhouses on the western part of the state, but Cal U is always up there and they don't get talked about much. Them and IUP those are the two teams that don't get talked about too much. So. Don't sleep on those teams just yet. Don't count those teams out for the PSAC West uh, contenders. But yeah, one thing to add about that game is you can never count out Cal PA as well. Because if you if you didn't watch the game, Kutztown was up in that game twenty to seven, and Cal PA ended up routing back to win the game thirty one to twenty. So they ended up putting up 
what is that, 24 unanswered points against Kutztown. So that's definitely prob- defense. That's probably around there. Uh, I'm not that good at math. I, so I th- Kutztown had the lead and gave it up in the end. But, you know, as we were saying, they definitely bounced back in a big way this past weekend. Well, but before we talk about this week, I, I just want to talk about uh, last week's game. I were you at that game, James? That, that was oh, that, that's right, Mercyhurst. That, yeah, the, yes, were, I was were, at were that. Were you game. there at least? Okay, home that, opener. Yeah, that was about. Uh, we we talked about you know, assumption being a six-hour drive, uh, Cal U being a four-hour drive. That was about a what would you say? Maybe a five-minute walk. If Definitely maybe was. maybe taking about thirty minutes if you're grabbing some breakfast at the dining hall. But yeah, that I mean that that gets you off on the right foot. I mean. Kutztown was in complete control that game. We were talking about it at the half. That was that was almost sold and done by by halftime. I mean, they were up by twenty, I, no thirty five, somewhere around there. But I mean, that that's a game they needed. Um, and we talked about it on the broadcast. That's a game you need to prepare for an opponent like Shepard. But I just want to talk about uh, two more things before we get to uh, the Shepard game. Number one, they started the year off with Donnie Blaine. Um, Donnie was mm-hmm. one of those solid, solid quarterbacks uh, we had since in my time here. Him and Eric Nickel. Eric Nickel started my freshman year. He was a grad student that year. Then he then he graduated. Then it was turned over to Donnie Blaine. And Donnie Donnie was a solid quarterback last yeah. year. Uh, the The record really didn't. The record and and the stats really didn't speak for what he actually did for the team. I thought he was. One of the main reasons they had such a great season, they did. They, yes, they did lose a couple of those key games here and there, but nonetheless, he 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 helped with Shepard. He's one of those quarterbacks mm-hmm. that, for some reason, his best game because he played against Shepard two years in a row. Because Eric Nickel got hurt in the Shepard game my freshman year, so he took over. And then he played it mm-hmm. in sophomore year. He was a solid quarterback, and he started the year up in Assumption. But unfortunately, due to injury, is what I was told. Uh, unfortunately, he did um, didn't play the rest of the season, so they had to turn it over to Chad Novak, a uh, redshirt mm-hmm. freshman. But let's let's talk about how young this team really is. Your your receivers, your running backs, the, uh, not your running backs. Excuse me, Daryl Davis, McNeil, and uh, Jordan Davis. They're young. They're young play. They're not young players. They're they're some seniors. They're, there's a lot of experience there. But your receivers and Mackay Gibson. He was one of those guys that really stepped up for Kutztown against Mercyhurst. Had a had an amazing game. He's only a redshirt freshman. Judd Novak is already a red is only a redshirt freshman. Excuse me, but he knows what the Kutztown football program is all about because his brother Jake played here. But That's correct, James. I hate to put a a little uh, break in our our great conversation right here, but I got to read this uh, KUR notebook. Well, th- this is actually from the KUR community calendar. This is something different, mm. and it didn't expire yet because it says ten four. That's right, ten four. It does say that. Okay, uh, from the KUR community calendar. Join KUAB and OSI, the activities board in the Office of Student Involvement, for a night full of hilarious comedy on Wednesday, October 4th at 7 p.m. Comedian Kelly Kells will be sure to have you laughing. Kelly is a teacher-turned-comedian who provides comedic comedic relief from the realities of the lives of black women and families. One of the country's most dynamic comedians, Kelly Kells, has performed on HBO's all-deaf digital comedy. This message of community interest is brought to you by the radio voice of Kutztown University. KUR Kutztown 
If you're just tuning in now, you're listening to The Bears Beat. My name's Josh Toot, and it's hosted by my co-host and fellow Schoolhaven alumni. Good evening. I'm James Munster. And, James, we were talking about how Kutztown football had a rough start, but they're turning it around now. And we we talked about long we talked about the first three games long enough. It's time to talk about this game. And let's first of all, I, I want to talk about the offensive side before I talk about my favorite part of the game. I mean, just absolutely dominant football. So let's let's look at this box score here. The first quarter, you start off zero zero, right? Yeah, I just want to say it was definitely a defensive game. Very, I mean. The the final score was twenty to three, but a lot of turnovers, and it was just not great from the start. I mean, but Kutztown definitely won this game off their defense. Hundred percent. That's that's my favorite part of the game. I don't know if you listen on all the on all the football broadcasts. I always say defense wins games, and I am a firm believer in that. And what a defense Kutztown has this year! They're just completely dominant, and I wouldn't be absolutely solid. And like we were saying, this team is very young. Judd Novak, a red shirt uh, freshman, I believe he's a sophomore now. But um, if Kutztown wins the PSAC based off their defense alone, I wouldn't be surprised. I really wouldn't either. But it it definitely is is nice to uh, see that Kutztown is just really, really looking great right now. And I, this is a game they needed for a couple reasons. We'll talk about those reasons in a little bit. But I just want to talk about one thing. I, I said we were going to hold off talking about defense, but l- let's talk about defense right now. Going into that Mercyhurst game last week, they were averaging 31 points per game. They gave up 14 to Mercyhurst. They gave up 3 to Shepard, obviously, final score of 20-3. to three. So that so on average, they are only giving up 19 and 3 quarters of a point. Let's... Be, let's be nice and round that up to 20. That is, those are great numbers right there. And that is sure to go down. That is absolutely sure to go down. That is, that's going down. Let's be honest with ourselves because, yeah, I mean, you, you have a, you almost can't take a week off though. Let, let's be honest with ourselves because you have East Stroudsburg this week. We'll talk about that a little later. But then you have Bloomsburg, not one of those teams that are big contenders in the PSAC East. We've had... Kutztown has had their fair share of luck against that team, I would say. Then you got Shippensburg. They're another good opponent. I I wouldn't sleep on them. And then in four weeks you got Lockhaven. Let's be real with ourselves. That's gonna be yeah. just just preparing you for that those next two weeks against Millersville and Westchester. Those are two teams that are extremely tough competitors in the PSAC East. Gave a, gave Kutztown a lot of trouble last year. So you have about. Give or take about two, three weeks of preparation, two games that are that you're sure to win. But at this point, though, you got to win out the PSAC East. You, you have to. There's no question. You have to. You, when I say you, I mean Kutztown. Kutztown sold their fate when they won that Shepherd game because now Shepherd is 0-1 in the PSAC East. That already puts them at a disadvantage. That means that if they want even a shot at going to the PSAC championship game, well, let's be honest, both of these teams have to do this. Th- both teams got to win out. Yeah, I, correct me if I'm wrong, but the the PSAC championship is the number one team in the East and the number, team, number one team in the West, correct? Yes, that's so, correct. So basically, you have to be flawless against every team you play in the East because 
only the top team makes it, which makes every game even that more competitive. And for Kutztown to take down the number 13 ranked team in the country in Shepard, that's an amazing accomplishment. But like you said, you can't just celebrate right now. You got you to gotta beat every opponent ahead of you, and there's still st- some tough competition on the schedule. A hundred percent there is. It, it's, it, it's a tough schedule. I always say if you can win the PSAC East, you're, you're really set up to go far in the NCAA Division II playoffs. You are a hundred percent. This conference and the NE10, where we talked about assumption, those are two conferences that are always extremely tough competitors. Mm-hmm. Year in, year out, it doesn't matter. Whoever wins, wins. Those are two tough teams that you got to beat to move on. And then you obviously got the Ferris State, Velos State. You, you got those teams, but I mean, let's be honest, they're they probably should be Division One, but that's a that's a conversation for another time. But let's get back into this game. I mean, where do we even start? I mean, I, I realistically, we should probably talk about the rushing yards. And I mean, Daryl Davis McNeil. We talked about what a leader he need he needed to be this year. With it's almost a rebuilding time because you're losing Donnie Blaine this year. You lost a lot of key receivers: Jerome Cab, Jake Novak. Those, those were your two big weapons on offense. Let's be honest with ourselves. So we talked about how Daryl Davis McNeil needed to be that leader. He stepped up, 79 rushing yards. But I also, too, want to talk about Judd Novak, the quarterback, 34. He was the second rushing leader for the Golden Bears. And he's only the quarterback. And he's a redshirt freshman. I mean, what more do you need to say about this kid to prove that he might be one of the greatest quarterbacks Kutztown has ever seen? I think this game put him on the map. And realistically, that Mercyhurst game should have made everyone know his name. But if they didn't, I think this game right here against Shepard made everyone know his name. What else does he need to do? He, you were absolutely correct. I, I, we got to see him in person against Mercyhurst last weekend, and he just looked amazing um, coming in for Donnie Blaine. He just looked like he, this is what he did, and he's only a what redshirt freshman, sloth, yeah. sophomore. Like He's just leading this team and getting past Shepard like this. It's just crazy he did struggle a little bit he did have two interceptions but if I do remember one of those was um off the hands of a receiver it wasn't really his fault but still you know he's gonna have those bumps along the way but yeah like you said talent wise he just looks phenomenal and let's be honest here this didn't mean to bump the mic there let's look at this picture right here James and it let's be real Throughout the East Coast this whole weekend, it was just nothing but rain, 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 go away, come back another day when it's maybe come back, you know, when it's like a Wednesday, Thursday, don't come back on Saturday for all things. But I mean, sometimes you throw interceptions, even even the best do. I mean, you're absolutely right. And let's be honest here. I don't want to make excuses, but when you're playing in the rain, that's that's that already puts you at a disadvantage. Second of all, you're going against Shepard. The number 13 ranked team in the nation. That's your second disadvantage. Third of all, I believe it was family day there. So it's packed with Shepherd fans. That's three disadvantages right there working for yourself. So yeah, sometimes you do make mistakes. But and like and like you mentioned already, the one was off the hands of the receiver. Sometimes you make mistakes. And I mean but I mean, giving up thirty four rushing yards and then Jordan Davis, we'll talk about him. He's he was another one of those uh, underrated players for the Golden Bears. He, he's a he's one of the workhorses of the rushing attack. Th- uh, Thirty-two rushing yards, and Curtis Ravenel Jr. only with two. That that number does shock me a little bit. Uh, but you know, Daryl Davis McNeil stepped up once again. But James, we're at the 
20 minute mark so i like where this conversation is going and i really hate the fact that we got to put it to a quick quick rest but we're going to step aside for a quick break but when we come back we're going to keep talking about this Kutztown football game against Shepard and looking to the rest of this season. You're listening to the Bears be right here on the radio voice of Kutztown University. Okay, stay with us. You're listening to hour number one of three hours of sports talk right here on the radio voice of Kutztown University. Okay, we're Kutztown. My name is Josh Toop. And I'm James Munster. You're listening to the Bears beat right here on the radio voice of Kutztown University. Okay, we're Kutztown. We were in the middle of a really great conversation, really great point of, of shining the light on Judd Novak, the great game he had. But I want to take us as another step back. I know you had a couple key points you wanted to talk about football, correct? So I, I want to hit those quick before I want to dive, really dive into the defensive side of the game. Well, yeah, I just wanted to say we were, we've been talking about the Shepherd game for a while now, but there's a key fact about this game. This victory actually marks Kutztown's third win in Shepherdstown since 2019. But um, the defense, like you said, was instrumental, and it's it limited Shepherd to its lowest point total since 1994. Wow, 1994. I, I, wow, that was that was way before I was probably even thought about. That's <laughs> 1994. There's a country song about that. Do you know that? I did not. 1994. Yeah, that's there's a country song about that. Um, but anyway, getting getting back into this. Uh, I mean, l- let's start off with the first half. Let's let's try to break it down real quick. I mean, Kutztown looked solid, absolutely solid on the defensive side of the ball. Not much offense. You had two, um, field two field goals, kind of for six points each. You know who kicked those? Dawson Evans. Dawson Evans. Dawson so, Evans. Da- yeah, Dawson Evans. Fellow Schuylkillhaven yeah, alumni. Yeah, yeah. So. I I feel like this is like a Schuylkillhaven reunion here, but uh, yeah. I I mean, you you have six points right there. Not much going on in the first half other than those. So you give up. Shepard gives up six points. They have to be. They have to feel good about themselves. Uh, off, uh def- defense for Shepard is is looking good. Let's let's be let's put it there. But Shepard also too. Gives up a touchdown in the third and the fourth quarter. Let's let's be honest with ourselves here. When you only give up twenty points to to one of the toughest opponents in the PSCC East, along with you, I'd say that's a pretty pretty solid day, if I could say so myself. But when you're Kutztown and you only give up three points, I think the last time they did that was against East Stroudsburg, my freshman year. So that would be two years ago, and then the. But they did have that shutout last year against Bloomsburg. That was that was a really impressive game to watch for the Golden Bear defense. But in the past two years, they graduated a lot of key pieces from from the defense. You graduated about a third, about two thirds of your defensive line. You at least graduated two thirds of your secondary, your safeties, your backs. You graduated so many pieces, and to only give up three points to the number 13th ranked Shepard Rams. I mean, that is a solid, solid, solid day at its finest. And I mean, let, let's just let's just look at this right here, defense. I mean, Brandon Heil, he was he's one of those one of those players that was really under the radar. I don't think many people were looking for him to be as big of a factor in this game. I I was looking more to Tyler Murray and Cam Wolf, even Justin Harris, Nigel Wilson, but he stepped up big time. He he you know led the team and led the team in tackles and 
I, I I liked it a lot. I I think he he had a game to remember and and I thought it was pr- I I liked it. I liked what he I liked what I liked the leader he became. Yeah, you're giving praise to Brandon Hile, but shout out to Gabe Gip, uh, Gipley or Gipley. I'm sorry if I'm pronouncing your name wrong, but he did win um, Defensive Player of the Week for the PSAC, and he recorded two solo tackles, an assisted tackle, and an interception. But um, Drew Henzer, defensive player for Kutztown, had an amazing game, I thought, as well. He um, produced multiple tackles, an interception, and even a forced fumble. And that those are just three players we're talking about um, for an amazing defense that forced five total turnovers um, to limit Shepard's offensive success in this game. And, yeah, but overall, just like we've been talking, an amazing defensive performance for Kutztown. And Gabe Gabe Gipley was one of those players that returned to the defensive line. He even he had, he had a really good he he had a really solid last year uh, performance, and I would they were those were one of the players they were looking for on the defense to step up big time when they would bring in a lot of these uh, new pieces. When I talk about new pieces, I I mean Brandon Hill, I mean only a sophomore. I mean talk about how young this team really is. I mean when you're leading the team in tackles, the only a freshman. Um, Oye Madoga had a great game as well with five tackles. He's a junior. Wary's a senior. Wolf is a senior. Harris should be a senior. Richard senior. Yeah. So you're losing a lot more pieces. And Nigel Wilson, you're losing him. He had a great game as well with three tackles. Harris with three. Wolf with four. Tyler Wary with five. Adoga with five as well. You're losing a lot of these pieces. So you're Right now, just kind of you're losing about one, two, three, four, at least at least half of your defense that starts every game. You're gonna lose this year once more. But I'm not particularly worried. I, I'm not for the future of the Golden Bears defense because even the sophomores, the juniors, they showed why they can lead this team specifically in this game right here. And I like the fact that you mentioned uh, Gabe Gipley and Brandon Heil, Oyama Doga. These are these are guys that are just absolutely stepping up. And last year I had the the privilege of talking with um, Eric Fargo. He's the defensive coordinator, and he he doesn't matter about tomorrow. He cares about today. What wh- exactly? What 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 you need to do to win the football game at hand. And I would always ask him in post-game interviews. Well, talk about the talk about how, what you thought about the defensive performance today. He said, "I, I, I knew they would do this. They came out ready to play." And I would always try to ask him about next week. And he said, "I'm not worried about next week. I, I'm, I'm, I'm just or two weeks." And he said, "I'm only worried about next week. Um, yeah, it's, yeah. it's, it's whatever you need to do to win the next sixty minutes of football." And he, and the thing I like about him the most. Talking with uh, the defense and Eric Fargo the most is they always want to be in control. And I just want to touch quickly on this stat right here. Kutztown total possession, 41 minutes and 12 seconds. Shepard possession of time, only 18 minutes and 41 seconds. Absolute domination. Eight first downs you give up. Shepard gives up five turnovers to Kutztown's three. The football, it's going to be what it's going to be called. It's, it's a tough weekend, but sometimes... That's how football is. It's a it's it's a tough season to play in, but you can't make excuses for yourself. Shepard five turnovers, only had eight first downs. 
just nothing was going their way. I think there might have been a small bit of luck here and there, but I think just Kutztown's defense absolutely dominated that football game. James, we're going to take a, another quick 30-second break so we can play this uh, traffic here, if I can try to try to load it here. But we'll be right back right here on the Bears Beat. Accident-free in the Lehigh Valley on 22 and 78, Berks County on 222 and 422, Schuylkill County on 209 and 309, Carbon County on 248 and 443, and on the Turnpike. The 69 News Traffic Center tip line is 610-820-1111. That's the latest from the 69 News Traffic Center. And just like that, James, we're back. That was a nice little, if you're on the commute home, hope you're driving safe. And hope you're listening to us at least while you're driving. But from what it sounds like, James, uh, everywhere that you could be driving is accident-free and clear. But talking talking about this game, James, I, I just want to – we spent about a good solid 25 minutes talking about football. Some final last words, some overall opinions that we could share to kind of close it out to put some justice not only on this game but talking – but what this game means for the remaining schedule and most importantly their game this week against East Stroudsburg. What do you got? Well, first off, any opponent that comes to Kutztown now to play the Golden Bears, they definitely are going to see this game on their schedule and be like, wow, this team is not one to play around with, only allowing Shepard three points and like seeing that defensive performance. Like They know they're going to have to prepare really well for this Kutztown team. And you know, There's pride in that when we go to, our, go to the game this weekend against East Stroudsburg. Knowing they're coming into, go, coming into our field, knowing we just destroyed Shepard, and you know we're gonna they're they're gonna have to prepare. And I don't know. I think there's momentum now that Kutztown comes in this game, and I'm feeling good honestly for this next game against East Stroudsburg and for the rest of the season. Just hopefully they could keep up this type of performance going, and we continue these Bears beat talks with a lot of positive energy like we have today. Yeah, I really think this game put them back on the map where they where they needed to be. I think because let's be honest with ourselves, Kutztown was ranked number two in the PSCC East. Who was ranked number one? Your next question may be. Who was ranked number one? That's obviously Shepard. But a twenty to three win that solidifies a lot. That solidifies a lot. That puts them back on the map. Now you control your own fate. Now you control who gets in. I I've I've never I've always wished the PSAC East the PSAC playoffs would be top two teams from each division and it would be a a a, a battle of the top yeah. four. I I would have always liked to see that because you, I I I'm a firm believer and you always play different when you're playing in the playoffs. I'm a firm believer in that 100. percent But I I I like this win. I I like it a lot. I think it gives them that positive momentum. It it turns the season around for good. You started off 0-2, two straight wins, one against, you know, the number 13th ranked Shepherd. They're going to go down in, in the in the top 25 rankings. I I would love to see where Kutztown now lands themselves. I think it comes out tomorrow. It's it's they're they're one of Division Two football. It's not like Division One football where they come out like on Sunday. Yeah. But I, I, all I gotta say is Penn State ranked number six. I like that a lot. I like that a lot. What's your college team besides Kutztown? You know, I just absolutely love watching college football. I feel like the heart played in college football is much different than the NFL. I, I mean, who's your team? 
I would say Penn State, I guess. Oh, 100%. He rides. I know. My, he rides with Drew Aller. My buddy uh, Jack Keim over here is a Florida State fan, and they, they had a close one against Clemson, huh? They, they they had a close one against Boston College. Let's be honest with ourselves here. They had that a, was a couple weeks ago, that, yeah. Yeah that, that was, yeah, that was two weeks ago. That was a, that was a that one I'm like, oh, man, if they lose that, yeah, that's going to be a tough one. But, yeah, lo, I, I mean, I, I like this win. I like it a lot. I think it puts them in good position. And ultimately, I think this is going to give them enough momentum. The only thing I'm a little concerned about, and it's not really concerning at all, I would say, is just that you're going to be riding too high off this win that you, that you're not going to be looking to next week and the rest of the season. You're going to be thinking, oh man, I just beat the number 13 ranked team, and then you like mm-hmm. East Stroudsburg win. But I don't think yeah. I don't think that's going to happen. I think I think Jim Clements and the rest of his staff are are going to be making sure that doesn't happen. So I'm not too worried about that, but. What a win for football, and what a win for the Golden Bears fan base. But, James, Kutztown football wasn't the only team that traveled to Shepherdstown on a rainy You're right. Saturday. Who else traveled? That was that would be uh, the women's soccer team. Yep. And I just want to say one thing about women's soccer, and just soccer in general. I don't know much about soccer. I really don't. So, James, I'm going to be looking to you to lead this conversation because, correct me if I'm wrong, you you played soccer for yep. ho- however many years. I, I played I played it when I was like five, and I I really didn't enjoy it. I didn't understand. It it, it <laughs> makes no sense when they're when the the officials scream offsides. I'm like, well, I I guess you're not supposed to do. I mean, I get I, I I know you're not supposed to do that, but I don't really know why like how that works. So I'm going to be looking for you to lead this one. Yeah, well, as your fellow Schuylkillhaven alumni, I was a part of the varsity soccer team at our school and. Yeah, the, the women's soccer team here at Kutztown, number seven ranked team in the nation. They're doing really well. They're um, 6-0-2 at the moment, and they did, in fact, defeat Shepard 2-1 this past weekend. What a win to continue their undefeated season. And, you know, two goals in this game, obviously, for Kutztown, scored by Caroline McDonald and Lexi Endress. They're both having amazing seasons, and... The first goal of the game by Caroline McDonald was actually scored in the second minute of the game. Talk about an amazing start to the game to give them an early lead. And then Annabelle Wunderlich of Shepard equalized um, to make it 1-1. But then, like I said, Lexi Endress with an amazing goal in the 68th minute to end up giving Kutztown the win 2-1 in this one. And yeah, it was just an amazing victory. Like I said, KU is now on an undefeated streak in PSAC East play. And guess what? Here's an interesting fact. They are now, um, they have now won all 15 matchups against Shepard all time. Wow. Talk about having good luck against Shepard. I, I, I would, I, some people would consider Shepard a bigger rival than Westchester. I somewhat have to agree with it until I go to Westchester and see that the atmosphere there and and the rivalry that comes with it because Kutztown Westchester they're only like an hour and a half apart that that's a good game to go to that's a that's an awesome stadium awesome awesome atmosphere if you ever get the chance but yeah I I just want to touch on something real quick women's soccer and and I've I've always had the uh, privilege of talking with Eric Bernstein whenever I I do interviews and. He, just a, a an absolute amazing guy to talk to, but they're just they're, the women's soccer program is just one of those teams that every year they get one step away from achieving greatness and they just just have no luck. 
and I, I, I feel horrible. Horrible. Well, this might be the year, Josh. I, like th- I said, this might be the year. Seven, seven ranked team in the nation, undefeated. They've only, um, they've, well, actually. Well, I, I, they, they lost their first game against UMBC. Right. That was an exhibition game. I'm not worried about that. But I, I do have a question though. Uh, a soccer game can end in a tie. Is that correct? That is indeed, in fact, and that's why the record is actually six zero and two. That means they have six wins and two ties. But you know. A tie doesn't mean you lost. They're still undefeated. In so, you can, so you can – because I'm going to expand my knowledge here. So you can – so if – let's say me and you are playing against each other, and it's tied 1-1. We played 90 minutes of soccer. That's how many minutes they play, right? 45. I know that's how many minutes it is in professional soccer. 45. It, I, I think it is in soccer as well. 45, 45 and uh, you, split, you split the half, 45-45. Uh, so if we're tied one one at the end at the end of ninety minutes, we could they can just say all right that that's it for today. That's it for today. I guess that's just how it's always been, Josh. I mean, wow. it's a tradition. Uh, okay, okay. I mean, I've I've never known that. I, I truly believe because in whenever there should I've, be a winner and a loser, but whenever I've seen a soccer game, they always did like those. Uh, they would do like extra minutes. They would do like ten minutes. They would almost do it like hockey. Like they'd add ten minutes if no one scored another ten minutes. Um, and then they would go to a shootout. So I, I was shocked to see that it, it ended both of these games. The one game, let's talk about that, against East Stroudsburg, tied 0-0. No, talk about a defensive game. One of the things I always found interesting about soccer was they put a lot of focus on defense. They, they, mean, they're, they're not high-scoring games. I mean, you, you win by one. I mean, they beat Westchester, the number 12-ranked nationally team, by three. That was a shutout, three-nothing. But all these games were won by one score, two one. Is, is that how it normally goes? Is 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 defense like yeah. a critical component? A critical component. See, I would like that a lot. I yeah, wish you, I wish football was more like that. I see like these games where it's like sixty five to fifty, and I'm like, are you, where, where's the defense at? I mean, <laughs> well, offense showed up, but the defense come today or? But I I like that a lot. I I need to get out to some more soccer games. I. I, I called a couple of playoff games, but I, and I and I enjoyed it, but I I didn't know that much. I I knew a good amount, but not that much. But I always like learning more. But James, we're at the time for another break here, but we're we're having some great conversations, if I could say so myself. I I like where this is going, but we're gonna take one more break for our first. Recording of the Bears Beat. You're listening to the Bears Beat right here on the Radio Voice of Kutztown University KR. Stay with us. You're listening to the Bears Beat right here on the Radio Voice of Kutztown University KR. Kutztown, my name is Josh Duke. I'm James Munster. And we appreciate you joining us for our first hour of bringing back the Bears Beat. This is going to air every Friday, every Monday. I, I wish Today's it was Monday. I, yeah. I, I, I wish You're it was, manifesting. I, I, I wish it was Friday. Oh, man. Because Friday's. Let's do a small debate here. I, this is gonna be really off topic of sports, and I I apologize. I you're gonna get you're you're gonna notice this. Sometimes I do get off topic, but it, but this one's a good question. I think. What is the best day of the week? And don't say Friday. Don't say it. Oh jeez, you know the best day of the week to me is Sunday. S- Sunday. Sunday. You got a whole. Oh. You got a whole day of football. Games at one, games at four thirty, and then of course Sunday night football at the end of the night. It's no, just no. Any, I mean like any. I mean like in any season, like in any season. I don't know. Sunday is it's just a good day. You're, you're you're just gonna say Sunday is a good day. Oh my! Here's the best day 
of the week, and I'm gonna and I'm gonna tell you why. Thursday. Thursday. Well, why Thursday? Because you're living up to the hype of Friday. Friday starts the weekend. And by the time Saturday gets around, you only got two more days of the weekend. Then you got to start Monday back up. So Thursday, you're looking forward to the hype of Friday. And Friday starts the weekend. I mean, that that's a good reason. That's a good reason. I'm Every- going to have to disagree with you on that one. Um, Man, it is a good day. I've, I love Thursdays. Uh, they're, they're my favorite day of the week, except I got like four classes, but we won't talk about that. But every week I'm going to pose like a question like that to you, and we'll we'll do like two minutes of, of saying our answers. But, James, during the break, we were talking about all things athletics. We, we During the show, we talked about football. We spent about half hour talking about that. I really I, I love talking about football. I absolutely love it. Gold Bears turning their season around right here. And you can listen to the game Saturday uh, live broadcast starting, what time is the game? I don't even remember. 12. 12? Okay, so we're going to go on the air about 11.30, 11.35 on the call. Myself, Josh Toot, Jack Kime, and Mitchell Smedley. You're, you'll hear Jack Kime and Mitchell Smedley coming up next with heavy hitters. But we'll, we'll be covering that game, and we'll be covering all the games throughout the season from now on. Even the away games, we'll be covering all those games. It's going to be a great rest of the season. Really looking forward to it. But let's talk about a, a, a team that I definitely – a sport I never watched in high school. Did you ever watch a field hockey game in high school? Well, I know, here's I, the thing, Josh. Our school didn't even have a field hockey team, we which were, is interesting. We were too small to even have a golf team. Well, we this have a golf gonna, team. Th- this is going to take me off topic. Did you see they won the Schuylkill Championship? Undefeated, Did you see that? Undefeated oh golf champ. Shout out I, to our little town of Schuylkill Haven. The little town that I could, and they they won they won the Schuylkill Championship. Now they get now they got to go to the district championships. Wouldn't it be shocking if our 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 next state championship would be from golf? I I'd, I would I'd I'd be shocked. I I would love that for Haven. But let's talk about field hockey, though. And this is a sport I really had to learn when I come when I came to college. It, it's really interesting. Do you ever it go? It's very interesting. Do you ever go to a field hockey game here? I y- have not yet, but have, I'm going to. You have to stop out to a game. It's it's so interesting. It's almost like actual hockey, but like really really different. And the worst part is like if you get hit with like, because they don't use like a puck or anything. It's like a. It's like a ball, right? Yeah, it's almost like a a hard rubber. Almost smaller than a baseball, but larger than a golf ball. Okay, so pretty so, small. so somewhere right in the middle, I would put it. But if you get hit by one of those things, we play like. Do you remember playing a gym class? But those, it's yeah, those would hurt, man. Those mm. would those would hurt. The you you know those days. You know you probably got hit by a couple of those playing some hockey. Those hurt, but it, it's an interesting sport. I'll, I'll I'll say that I I liked watching it, but let's talk about the fact that. They really care a lot about defense, and I could just tell by looking at yeah. their schedule. Giving up, so let me tell you something. This, l- you this know, you know, it's going to be good when James says, "Let me tell you something." That's, all right, that's gonna all be right. My, that's going to be that, my keywords. That, that's going to be it right there for the <laughs> for the rest of these episodes. When James says, "Let me tell you something," we're just all going to be quiet and we're going to listen to James. So, James, can you say that one more time? Let me tell you something. All right. Kutztown outshot Mercyhurst thirty to zero this past game and had a shots on goal advantage of twenty one to zero. Showcasing an inefficient and absolute dominant performance, and throughout the entire season they are now six and zero. The Golden Bears maintain their impressive defensive record, being the only 
NCAA Division II team in the country to not concede a single single goal yet this season. Think about that. They are twenty. They they put up twenty six goals on the board. They've only given up none. I can't believe it. Uh, well, no, this, no, no. They this past game against Mercyhurst. No, but I'm saying like this whole entire schedule. Oh, right. They they yes. gave up twenty six goals because I just added them up in my head. You're they right. gave up twenty six. They have yet to give up one. The only team left in the country. That is that's unbelievable. Number I, two ranked team in the country. They should probably you, be the number you, one. How are you the number two ranked team in the country when you didn't give up a goal and the number one ranked team gave up a goal? How how does that make sense? I I don't know. I I would be interested to know. But oh man, what what a what an underdog team. Twenty two hours from their next game. That's it. That's tomorrow at three o'clock. I'll be in class. Hmm. Yeah, I'll be I'll be in class. So I can't can't. Watch it. They 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 play like they play the f- they they play last year's national champion too. Think about that. Yeah, East Str- East Stroudsburg. They are they are some tough opponents, man. They're I was uh, I was actually up there when they because uh, they did like a, a a halftime thing where they brought out the field hockey team. And they're like, we'd like to congratulate the the national champion field hockey team, the East Stroudsburg Warriors, and uh, and I mean. I'm like that's that's pretty cool, but now shout out to them from the PSAC. But you know this is Kutztown's year. They're looking absolutely phenomenal. They look good. Wow, I I'm I'm impressed. I I don't say that much. I I was impressed by the Shepherd Kutztown game. I was really impressed from the defense of that. But I would say I'm even more impressed that they didn't even give up a single goal. I mean, you, first of all, you you take on some really tough opponents. Half of these schools I I never even heard of. New Haven, they 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 have amazingly good programs. The first time I ever heard about them was they took on Kutztown round one of the NCAA playoffs my freshman year in football. They just have I, I looked at their athletics website. They just have like all these great programs. Their baseball, their softball, their field hockey, their soccer, their football. They're all just like solid programs. They're from that any ten conference, I believe. You, you beat them two nothing. Then you take on a, a school called St. Michael's. This is l- let's be honest with ourselves. You're going up to Connecticut. That's a that takes a toll on the body. Whenever you travel five hours, you, you take on St. Michael's. You beat them eight nothing. You take on Southern Connecticut State. You beat them five nothing. Then you come home to take on Bentley. You beat them one nothing. That's another good program. They're always they're always in the playoffs somehow. They always they they always they play a really tough schedule and they and they are just they they build their schedule. I think. Just based off of who they're going to see in the playoffs, and they they really do rule a good amount of that schedule. But they did lose one nothing. You postponed Mansfield probably due to rain because I mean we live in PA and it, it just rains like every second. I was driving back to school today and it was raining. It it, it didn't stop like it. No, I I I I think it actually rained all like it started Friday and it probably stopped here and there and it's still raining. Probably it's still raining, but. Jack, one more quick break while I read this. My name is James. I I mean it's it's Jack, back on Bears beat. Jack, it's been Jack a year and a James, half. James, Jack James. It's been a year and a half. I'm James, replaced, I I'm I am I, I, I am so sorry. I am so sorry. No, no. Jack uh, is coming up in ten minutes. Stay tuned for heavy hitters. But James, since I I messed up your name, I do apologize for that. I hope you're not too mad. No worries, no worries. Um, do you want to read this KUR notebook? You got it. I got it. Okay. All right. From the KUR Notebook, attention KU student. Do you see how it, it's addressed to just one single student? I, I, I like that. It, yeah. Attention KU students. The Keystone Newspaper Student Publishing Group is looking for writers. Joining Keystone is a great way to gain journalism experience and build your resume. 
Writing is an important look for on resumes. Keystone alumni have gone to work at major media and news outlets. I would love to be know. I would love to know where they where they went on to. Like that that's interesting. I I love to see where our alumni go to. But anyway, to learn more about the Keystone newspaper student publishing group, please visit the Keystone News all one word dot com. This message of community interest is brought to you by the radio voice of Kutztown University or Kutztown. If you're just tuning in, you're about fifty one and forty five seconds late, but it's okay. Never be never late than ever. My name's Josh too. <laughs> Yeah, let me tell you something, Josh. We've been talking a lot of field hockey. You were, you were supposed to say your name, James. Oh, my name is James I, here, wait, wait, No, we'll start, th- we'll start this over again. We'll start it. If you're just tuning in, you're about 52, na- 52 minutes late now, but you're listening to the Bears Beat. My name is Josh, too. I'm James Munster. And let me tell you something, Josh. Let me tell you something, all right? We've been talking a lot of field hockey and how dominant they have been. Um, you want to talk? I, I, I knew you want to talk about volleyball. Is this where we're going? Well, no, but one last thing. We were okay. talking about how this game against East Strasburg is very important because they are very, the reigning, very important. They are the reigning national championship. This field hockey team has not given up a single goal yet this season. And something I just found out, East Strasburg is the number one ranked team in the country. So we have the number oh one ranked my. team in the country versus our Kutztown number two ranked team in the country going down. This Talk about the toughest conference two. in the world for Division Two. Talk about the PSAC, man. You 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 house the number one and number two nationally ranked field hockey team. You you did house the number thirteen nationally ranked team. You did Cal U was nationally ranked too. I don't remember what theirs was, but it it, it was closer to like the twenty three. That's what I remember. Um, I mean you you're you have the number seven women's soccer team in the nation. I mean, it's it's a tough conference, man, and that's going to be a matchup to watch. Absolutely. Maybe a national championship preview. Oh, absolutely it is. Oh, th- oh, that's up at East Stroudsburg. Never mind. I, I definitely won't be skipping class <laughs> to watch that. I, if it was at home, and because I, I didn't know East Stroudsburg was nationally ranked number one, if it was at home, I would have absolutely skipped class because that's, that's, that's a national matchup right it there. That is. That's... That's circled on the calendar for everyone because whoever loses is going to absolutely go down in the rankings and is going to have even a tougher time getting into the playoffs because field hockey is a little bit different in the national playoffs. They only take like 16 teams. They don't They don't take many people. They, mm. they, they don't take many teams. They, they really don't. It's not like football where they – well, football takes about 16, but it's a little bit easier, I think, to get in for football than it is – uh, field hockey because just everyone's records are 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 so good, um, but yeah, that's 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 gonna be one to watch. I might have to watch that in class. But uh, yeah, very important game for Kutztown this Tuesday. But let's transition into some volleyball before our first yeah, show of Bears Beat ends. Um, shout out to our Kutztown volleyball team who rebounded against Lincoln this past weekend after having a two match losing streak. Um, they ended up winning the game. After winning sets with a score of 25 to 20, 25 to 10, 25, they lost 25 to 27 and then ended up winning the game with a set of 25 to 22. So, you know, our volleyball team is having uh, a pretty good season, you know. Maybe, yeah, it's not not bad. That, that, volleyball is one of those sports, too. I, I, we had a volleyball team at, at high school and I watched a couple of games and I, I went to a, a volleyball game here at Kutztown. And they take volleyball seriously here. Like the, it's one of those. It's Kutztown fans love volleyball, and I mean it's it's a fun it, sport it, to watch. It, it really is. It's so upbeat. I mean, you have like five seconds off, and then it's like back. Like 
you're going like really quick for like 20 seconds and then you have like five seconds off like my, my question is like how much stamina do you really have to have you have to have a lot to, to play volleyball do. it's 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 really interesting to watch um but yes yeah, seven and six on the on the season five uh winning percentage of uh 53.8 percent so that's, right around there in the middle you know but their home record three and one they i mean that's that's good right there that's that's good i i like that for them uh but it's gonna be tough for them to get in uh to the playoffs with only about i would say maybe about 15 game matches games left to go and then because you have the pscc playoffs coming up uh on november 14th that seems far away but i mean we only have is there 31 or 30 days in september there are i can look right stupid. uh i 30 30 days. 30 days 30 yeah i because I remember, like, you counted on your knuckles, like, January, <laughs> February, March, yeah. Well, well whatever. But, uh, yeah, I mean, you have five more days left here in, in September. You have 31 days in October. Then November rolls right around. It, it's a quick month. It, it's it's a quick month and, and some change. I mean, so for the, for the volleyball team, I, I mean, you really need to turn it around and, and almost kind of quick. Um, we talked about how at home they're playing really well it's just on the road they're just struggling a little bit i mean but i feel like too like every like a good amount of teams struggle on the road i mean but i mean, I mean you just need to turn that that part around i mean home i want to stress they're doing really well at home i mean in conference play you're zero and one i mean that's not bad i mean no our volleyball team is very strong and some impressive import performances by Gabriela Fialova and Sadie Doss this past week. And, you know, we have a lot of um, really um, athletic people on this Kutztown team. We just got to bring it together and finish off the season strong. Like you said, the playoffs are coming around right here in November. And there's still a lot of games to be played. You're, you think you think it's going to be tough for them to make it? You know, I think if they could finish off strong, you know, they're already above 500 yeah. with a 7-6 record. They're... They're definitely looking. Yeah, they're, lo- they're definitely I, looking up. But yeah, I, I don't think it's. I, I, I'm one of those firm believers. It's not how you start; it's how you finish. I, I, I think. I, I think if they finish, finish strong, I think they'll have a, a, a good fighting chance. But James, this is our first hour of the Bears beat. Well, so let's do a, a small recap. I mean, we talked about football and soccer. Big weekend in Shepherdstown. We talked about women's volleyball. With a big win against Lincoln, seven and six on the season. We talked about field hockey has scored twenty six goals, giving up none. James, it's been a, it's been a pleasure, man. I I like this, it's and I I, I I can't I can't wait I can't wait for for next for next Monday. It's and I didn't say next Friday too. Did <laughs> did you see that? Because because uh, Thursday is my favorite day of the week, and we talked about that too, and why Thursday should be your favorite day of the week. Because I mean, Thursday's a good day. Thursday is a hundred percent a good day, but well, now Monday should be your favorite day of the week because Monday beat. Monday is going to be my favorite day of the week. It a hundred percent is, not not Monday morning. So I, I don't like Monday mornings. But James, it was a pleasure, and all I got to say is I can't wait for for next Monday. Thanks for tuning in, everyone, and let's go Bears. <laughs>